So glad you could join us once again on Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagenblast, and today we are joined by Lisa Carbone. Now, quite often on Cranford Radio, I've talked to elected officials. I've talked to business owners. This may be one of the few times where I've talked to someone who is both an elected official and a business owner here in Cranford. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on Cranford Radio. Thank you for having me this morning. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Well, like I say, I want to talk a little bit about your current roles, but before any of us have our current roles, we had our growing up years. So I'm a little curious. Tell me about your growing up years. Where did you grow up and how did you come to Cranford? Yeah, so I grew up very close to here. Uh, I grew, I was born and raised in Kenilworth, so right next door. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a shout out to any K-Town people out there. <laughs> uh, I lived in Kenilworth uh, until I was married to Anthony. And uh, after being married, we moved to Metuchen. And from Metuchen, uh, we lived in Warren for a short time and then found our roots, I'd like to say our forever roots in Cranford, where we moved here 15 years ago. Uh, and we really specifically came here to raise our children and to grow our family businesses. Now, those businesses, a lot of folks are going to be familiar with one of them. I think some people may not be as familiar with the other. Uh, the one that folks are going to perhaps know more about is Timber Ridge Construction that you and Anthony own and operate. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Timber Ridge, we operate that out of Cranford. Our office is on on North Avenue here in Cranford. And I joined Anthony full-time probably about eight years ago after leaving corporate America. And um, I left there to to basically um, grow and diversify our business, where we focus currently on renovating, doing additions, uh, doing custom homes for clients, mostly I'd say right now, because there is so much work being done in the Cranford-Westfield area that we focus a lot right here. But historically, we've done a lot, not only in this area, but also I would say in you know Summit, Melbourne, Short Hills, Livingston. But I would say recently, it just seems like our geography has really tightened to our hometown, <laughs> which is kind of nice to roll out of bed and uh, work right here. <laughs> Are you a hands-on construction person at all? Have you learned to become a hands-on construction person uh, because of Anthony and and working with Timber Ridge? So it's interesting. Um, So I I do not swing a hammer. (laughs) And and honestly, um, I don't think Anthony swings a hammer anymore. (laughs) But um, what I do in the course of a day is really uh, run around. I, I handle all of the permitting process with the towns. So uh, very often you can find me in town hall at the um, construction office and, you know, talking to engineering and zoning and building, um, whether that's in Cranford or Westfield or whatever town we're working in. So I do all of the background paperwork, things like that. I also work hands on with the clients along with Anthony, where he's more kind of the face of and I'm more behind the scenes, whether it's, you know, ordering materials behind the scenes, making sure if there is a mistake or if there was, uh, if there's a back order, which obviously right now materials are very difficult to get with COVID um, and work shortages and so forth. Uh, A lot of times I find myself on the phone trying to source materials um, and so forth. And also with price increases right now, whether it's, I mean, you name it, anything we use, our subs, anything our subs use, a lot of times we're trying to source uh, products either faster 
or uh, better pricing, things like that. So a lot of times I'm behind the scenes working on that so that we can get more materials into our crew's hands so that we can continue uh, working on our timelines. Well, I teased that you have two business hats. The one that uh, is less well-known, perhaps, is Loft Homes. Tell us about Loft Homes and what that's about. Yeah, so Loft Homes definitely is less known. Um, So I own and operate um, that business. And Loft Homes is basically, uh, we like to call kind of our our spec home company, where we uh, purchase local property that most people would not purchase because there's a ton of work to be done on that property. And we work there to make it a very desirable single family home. And uh, mostly within Cranford and Westfield, we've done that probably for over, I'd say over the last seven years, much of my day is focused on loft homes. So we try to kind of separate uh, church and state, loft homes, (laughs) timber ridge, it, we work hand in hand, but at the same time, you know, I handle loft, he handles Timberidge, and then we cross paths uh, when we need to, when we're buying, when we're selling, when we're renovating. So uh, we work hand in hand every day, but we know our defined roles, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think probably one of the more well-known projects that you've been involved with, and I'm not sure if this was just through Timberidge or it was also with Loft Homes, but a home on Norman Place that underwent quite a transformation. Tell us a little bit about that project, if you would, please. Uh, That was an amazing project. So that was actually a loft homes purchase. And we that home was just a gorgeous home. Hard to see its beauty behind uh, the overgrown shrubs and trees. And, um, you know, when we went into that home, it definitely had beautiful bones. It would have been much easier to knock down and start over. Uh, but we were very passionate about keeping that home. Uh, it was just beautiful. It was old. It had so much history. And it was something that we were extremely um, passionate about restoring. So we restored that. We call, I, I named it Storm and Norman, which was very funny <laughs> because then as we, as we went about our business, people would ask me about Storm and Norman. They'd ask our crews <laughs> about Storm and Norman. And it was very funny because I just made up the Storm and Norman name and people called it Storm and Norman. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it became this beautiful home. There's a beautiful family that lives in it now. And uh, it, was, it was a great project, uh, but that home is over a hundred years old. Um, we actually won an award for that home um, from Cranford with, along with our architect for renovating it instead of knocking it down. So uh, that was shocking to us when we got that phone call, because obviously we had no idea that you know that was not our intent whatsoever. That was just something we were passionate on on our own. So that was uh, a lovely surprise. Mm-hmm. Now, let me go back again a little bit further, because you, you mentioned about working in corporate America before you got involved with Timber Ridge. Tell me a little bit about what you did in corporate America, if you would, please. I spent just a few years, 22 years, <laughs> at Johnson & Johnson. Uh, I was recruited right out of school. I went to school at, at Rutgers, and I was recruited right out of Rutgers to join Johnson & Johnson. And over the 22 years at Johnson & Johnson, I had various roles across a number of J&J companies, um, most of those roles included, uh, I'd like to say within j and I wore two different hats. So it was mostly sales or mostly human resources, which is very two odd combinations. Uh, so I do have kind of a 
strange background, um, but some of it was on the HR side. I was an HR manager. I was a recruiter for many, many years at J&J. And then I, I also did um, leadership development, which I'm very passionate about. And then on the other side, I also did field sales. So I uh, actually was a pharmaceutical sales rep. I went through the ranks of becoming a district manager. I worked on the pharmaceutical side. I also worked on the device side. So uh, I found myself in for anywhere from ORs to doctor's offices to hospital suites, uh, C-suites and so forth. Um, so that really brought me to 22 years. I also did contract negotiations, which was very intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned so much, um, but, you know, was just an amazing experience. So that really brought me to 22 years. And, you know, I hit a point where uh, Anthony and I had decided, you know, do I stay at J&J or do I kind of switch over to, you know, our our family businesses and really try to grow our family businesses. And it just made sense. And when we first set up our companies, that's what the intent was. I probably stayed at J&J longer than maybe expected because I just loved it there. Um, I like to say I was born and raised at J&J, but, you know, I learned so much there and a lot of my, you know, I think a lot of my skills and experiences I use, frankly, every day in, in all the things I do, whether it's in the construction business, in, I know we're, I'm sure we're going to talk about my board of ed role, but also I currently, which you may or may not know, because it's fairly recent. I currently completed my uh, real estate license. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. So I'm actually part of Mark Kelly Realtors team, which is right on Alden street, Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, for anyone who's not familiar with it. It's kind of a small real estate boutique firm, which, you know, we, we focus on more of like individualized client relationships and so forth. And I, I like to say that's kind of my fun part of the day uh, because I use all of my experience from sales to HR to all of the buying, selling, and renovating that we've done on a personal level, you know, for our clients. So um, I like to say that's my the fun part of my day. Wow. So many hats. Right? <laughs> yes. Many hats. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take off all those hats and put on the Board of Education hat for a moment. Okay. You are on the Board of Education. Yeah. Why don't we start off with, why did you decide to run for the Board of Education in the first place? Yeah, that's a great question. So... When I worked at Johnson Johnson, and it, you know, I, I, I joke and say that I was born and raised through J and J, but one of the things that really they instilled, or and they still continue to instill in their employees, is to give back to their to your community. And to be honest, for 22 years, I really focused on my own career, and and juggling work and family. Obviously, I had babies that I was raising. I have two daughters, and being a full time you know working mom is very difficult and so forth. But I felt that I came to a point in my career that I really wanted to give back to my own community. And I looked within the community as to how I could do that, in what ways. And I actually boiled it down to two different things. I wanted to either put my time and energy outside of work into CASA or trying to get onto the board of ed. Because I felt like a lot of my background and experience would be good for either. Mm -hmm. It based on my own research of local organizations and so forth. So with Board of Ed, I watched kind of, you know, meetings and talked to people for probably a good year because I never jump into things without thoroughly thinking it through. And after a year, I decided that I was going to throw my, you know, name in the hat. And uh, lo and behold, I won that election. 
Uh, <laughs> never did I think that I'd still be here. <laughs> I, I, that was a three-year commitment that turned into now a nine-year commitment. But you know, I think it's important for for at least for me and my family and things that we instill in our own children that you give back to your community. And that was something not only that Jane Jane instilled in me, but also my mom. You know, growing up in Kenilworth. You know, my mom. Uh, came here when she was 17, like, you know, she's off the boat from Italy, you know, barely spoke, you know, English. And she, you know, was in our schools. She was on our class trip. She did everything she possibly could do to, you know, support us, support the community in the best way that she could. And she really taught us that that's really what you should be doing. So this is really, you know, me continuing on with my mom started and what Jane Jay taught me. And certainly when you first went on to the Board of Education, you never could have imagined some of the things that the last couple of years, for example, of, of what that was like and some of the challenges that came along with, with that. But without getting into the details of that, you know, anytime we get involved with something new, we find there are surprises, things that we didn't expect. What were some of the surprises for you of being a Board of Ed member? So I think serving now, you know, I'm on my, I guess, eighth year, I would say at this point, nothing surprises me. (laughs) You know, I do believe that people are very passionate and can be often um, intense about their beliefs and perspectives. And that doesn't surprise me. What I I believe sometimes does surprise me is maybe uh, we forget that we are role models, right, for our students and that it's okay to have differences in opinions. I just wish that those differences came with more empathy, understanding, willingness to negotiate to kind of a better solution. And and sometimes I'm surprised by how things are, whether it's issues, concerns are raised instead of, you know, whether it's, you know, going through the chain of command and just like questioning or just asking, how can we do this better? How do we partner? How do we collaborate? Um, So I'm surprised sometimes at how things are brought um, how topics are brought up, uh, mm-hmm. that surprises me. But honestly, in eight years, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's fine. You know, I, th- there's all types of, uh, you know, people and personalities and things like that. So, you know, I've learned so much mm-hmm. uh, in eight years in this role. Uh, I'd probably say more about people than in, you know, any other role in any, you know, corporate America or in our private business, I've learned so much from just, you know, being an elected member. And I love that because I love to continue to learn and grow. Well, let's switch gears as we wrap up with taking aside the Board of Education, taking aside the businesses, what you like to do in your off hours, what people are listening to an audio interview, but you and I can actually see each other and behind you, I see three playbills that are mounted on the walls. Is the theater a particular passion of yours? It is. So um, our, I would say our family loves to go to shows. We love to go to concerts and shows. So um, actually, the room that I'm sitting in actually has playbills around the entire room. So uh, and these are these are actually just the playbills that we've seen with our children, because mm-hmm. our children are, are especially one is a theater buff. But we uh, like to go as a family. So we've seen everything from, you know, Phantom to Wicked to Come From Away to Six, Mean Girls, Hamilton, Waitress. I can go on and on. Um, (laughs) And then concerts. We love to go to concerts as a family. 
what I think is kind of fun is that we take turns choosing the concert. So we'll go to anything anyone wants to go to. So we've gone to concerts that include Justin Bieber, Adele, Post Malone, Train, U2. So it's very diversified. And we all go, we have a blast, whether it's in, you know, it's at the Prudential Center, whether it's at MSG, uh, wherever it is. The nice thing is about our daughters, uh, which I didn't speak about in the beginning, is that they are fairly local. They're within an hour at, at their colleges, one's at Fordham and one's at Iona mm-hmm. College. So they're an hour away from here. So the nice thing is that we can all meet, whether it's Prudential Center, whether it's, whether it's at like MSG, and we can attend a concert, have a nice dinner, and everybody can go back to their homes and their dorms, their apartments, and uh, we can have a nice family night out. So that's probably our number one thing. And, and during COVID, obviously, that was difficult. And we're trying to get back to that. I'm sure that's something that anybody who enjoys concerts or live performances is enjoying once again, being able to go out and, and see some of that in person and not watching it streaming on a screen. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, we've been talking on this edition of Cranford Radio with Lisa Carbone. She has a couple of businesses in town, Timber Ridge Construction, Loft Homes, and also a member of the Board of Education. Lisa, thanks so much for taking the time out to chat with me today. Thank you so much, Bernie. Have a great day.